Hello, this is Jeffrey with Humane Tech, Episode 2. It's been several months since my first episode, and all I can tell you is that while I was not totally unhappy with the first episode, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. Now, with COVID-19, a lot of us stuck at home, things are a little bit different. So, the podcast needs to be different. There's been a lot of change out there in the world. This episode is not going to have any bumper music. It's not going to have any sound effects. It's just going to be my voice. That may change over time. Editing may be better, but I need to get these out. So I'm restarting the podcast. There's so much to talk about in privacy and cybersecurity. So much I want to share. And it's a little overwhelming because there is so much. What comes first? Well, the next right thing. So here we are. Um, also, sometimes the next precise thing? Is that what Glennon Doyle said? I think so. The next precise thing. Uh, that was a wonderful thought, and I'm going to go with it. So here we go. The plan is that there will be concise episodes of about 10 to 15 minutes, with some possible additional material at the end for those of you who want to continue with a little bit more. If you don't, well, obviously you can stop and move on to something else. Um, I also want to spotlight something really good, hopeful, or maybe even fun. So there's that. This time, well, let's start with how are you? Are you working? Are you not working? Are you hopeful? Scared? I'm all of those things. I'm remembering that though my job requires me to be in front of a screen for most of the day, that being with my kids, my wife, getting outdoors, taking a walk, texting friends, getting away from the screen, reading a book, these are all things that help me reconnect. Being on a web conference, even a phone call, is exhausting. There are scientists saying that all of this web conferencing, especially the video conferencing, is doing weird things to us, not totally healthy things. Yeah, it's good to be able to see each other's faces, but it can be exhausting. So let's be careful. You know, it's all new. I'm going to focus in these next few minutes on web conferencing, especially video conferencing, general internet and computer safety, some threats, and finally some hope. So what is safe with video conferencing and web conferencing? It's important to think about, well, what is the risk? What, what are you sharing? Would you share this information, uh, this video, this text that you're chatting? Would you share it with a stranger? Would you share it with anyone in the world who wants to come across it? Would you share it with hackers who really want to target you? These are the questions you need to ask before you use a service like Zoom, Google Hangouts, uh, FaceTime, Microsoft Teams, House Party, and so many more. What is the level of security that you need and want? If you use something like Signal or Wire or uh, session. These are end-to-end, -end, truly end-to-end -end encrypted solutions that are less likely to be hacked or recordings uh, obtained by people you don't want to obtain 
your information. Zoom has had a lot of privacy and security issues. They've gotten a lot of publicity. It's also a system that works really quite well. I just got on a Zoom session with my um, kids' class. and Well, not their class, the uh, class parents. And it was great to see everyone and talk to everyone, but in the back of my mind is this is a service uh, that has been fraught with a lot of issues. But I'm happy to use it because we're connecting, and I'm not sharing anything that I wouldn't be worried about having some stranger walk down the street overhearing. If I was, I wouldn't say those things, or I wouldn't use the service. Should you? Would you? Just think about it. None of these services are going to be 100% secure, 100% private, but some are better than others. I would not give out company or family secrets over Zoom. Um, probably not over Google Hangouts. I'd be a little less worried about Microsoft Teams. I wouldn't use House Party. If I needed something more private, more secure, again, I'd use something like Wire, Wicker, Signal, Session, my pseudo. These are better. And finally, on this part, uh, just because a company says their product is safe and private is not a guarantee. Zoom has said that their service, and you know, I'm picking on Zoom a bit, they say that their service uses end-to-end -end encryption. What end-to-end -end encryption really means is that if I use an end-to-end -end encrypted communications platform, or software or app that uh, whoever I'm talking to on the other end and I, we are the only people who can hear, record, and see that transmission. If anyone in the middle who's not part of that communication can see, hear, record, etc., then it's not end-to-end -end encrypted. If I'm talking to my wife over the phone and truly she and I are the only people who can communicate and hear over that transmission, then that is end-to-end -end encrypted. If uh, Verizon Wireless or AT&T or T-Mobile can hear and listen to my communications, it's not. Zoom says that it's end-to-end -end encrypted because from me to Zoom is encrypted and from Zoom to you is encrypted. That's not end-to-end. -end. That's transport security. That means the transportation of my communication is secure to the server and from the server to you. Okay, that's pretty good, but it's not end-to-end -end encrypted. Don't believe just because a company says something is secure that they know exactly what they're doing. Zoom, shame on you for that. They've said now that they're not end-to-end -end encrypted in some articles and some interviews, but on their website they are still saying end-to-end. -end. Okay, soapbox. I'm going to jump off it here. That was me jumping off of it. I told you there was going to be no sound effects, but there we go. Okay, general safety. Are you doing all of the following? First of all, are you keeping everything up to date? Your computer has an update mechanism, whether it's Mac, Windows, or Linux. If you're using something else, you hopefully know what you're doing. Unix, etc. Um, Windows computers, you got to update BIOS, firmware, drivers. If you got a Dell or Asus or 
HP computer, they've got software that can help you upgrade things. If you've got an older computer, you might have to do it all manually. you got to update those things. The operating system, Mac OS X, Windows 10 or 8. If you got 7, uh, I'll talk to you later. XP, goodness gracious, fix it. Um, anyway, get your software updates installed. Get your applications up to date using Microsoft Office or LibreOffice or uh, Keynote and Pages. Get those things up to date. Every time you're on a conferencing like Zoom or Google, make sure your software is up to date. Google Chrome and Firefox have had major updates recently. Get them up to date. How do you do that? Well, on the web browsers, they generally do it themselves if you close them and open them and close them and open them a lot. If you leave them open with your 50,000 tabs, um, it's not going to update. So close your browsers, update them, go to the about page. If you don't know how to do that, you can look it up or I can help you later, but get them up to date. Um, and the, sorry, on the about page, it'll tell you if it's up to date or not. If it says your company is keeping it from being updated, go talk to your company right now and tell them, come on, keep me safe. Uh, okay. Here's some weird stuff. Your firewall, if it's uh, or your Wi-Fi router, um, get those things updated. If you have a Wi-Fi thermostat, if you have a Sonos or an online, uh, or sorry, an internet-based uh, speaker system, you've got smart TVs and all those things. Keep them up to date. Do you have a website? Is it on WordPress? I just installed 15 updates on my WordPress website. I updated it last week, also. People hack websites. Your printers. I just updated my printers. I just updated my client's printers. Get it up to date. Your freaking doorbell needs to be updated. Okay, mine doesn't, but if you have a ring or one of those doorbells that is internet of things based, got a video camera in it, get it up to date. People are hacking your doorbells and taking photos and putting them up on the, uh, on the web in their own way. Isn't that great? Okay. Second, <laughs> we're only on number two. There's seven of these. Use good, unique passwords everywhere on your computer, websites, especially your bank, your social media accounts, any app that has a password, use a unique password. Um, check your printer, your security system, your thermostat, your freaking doorbell. Use unique passwords everywhere. One breached password means that a hacker can have all of your passwords if you use those passwords on every website. So use unique passwords. Use two-factor, sorry, third, use two-factor authentication everywhere possible. If your bank allows you to get a text message as a second factor, use it. If you can use an app for second factor, that's even better. And if you have a YubiKey or a hardware second factor, use that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, you've most likely been on some website that says, we've got to send you a text message or a code to your email before we'll allow you to, we will allow you to log in. Use that as much as possible. Again, um, episode one talked about two-factor authentication multi-factor authentication, go listen again. Fourth, use a firewall. Every operating system has a firewall. Mac OS X, 
Windows 10, uh, Linux, use the firewall. Turn it on. Use endpoint protection. Antivirus software, you got it? Use it. Don't have it? Get something. If you can afford to buy a good one, do. If you don't, uh, go get a free one and run it. Uh, Sophus, Webroot, uh, Symantec, I think Symantec might be ending, um, Norton. If you have a internet provider, you do have an internet provider, don't you? Um, go check with them. A lot of them are providing free endpoint protection. It may or may not be the best, but they offer it for free. I know that in uh, my area, Comcast, CenturyLink, Frontier, they all provide something for free. It's better than nothing. Um, let's see. Get rid of everything you don't need. Do you have 70 apps on your phone and you only use 12? Delete all of the ones you don't use. Every app you have on your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop computer that you don't use is another vector that can be used to attack you. Get rid of it. Also, don't leave your laptop in your truck. I keep seeing notifications from my neighborhood watch program. Hey, somebody just stole my laptop out of my truck last night. Well, come on. Don't leave your important stuff outside. Bring it into the house. I have zero empathy for you. Well, if it was an accident, if you forgot it by accident, okay, I've got a little empathy, but otherwise, come on, take care of your stuff. Um, seventh, help each other. Help each other. I'm here to help. Yes, I'm preaching. Oh my gosh, get this stuff done. But I'm here because I want to help. I really do. Okay. Why do all this stuff? There are true threats out there. I listen to podcasts and read threat intelligence reports every single day. There's ransomware, viruses, phishing attacks, and so much more. People are losing their identities, their money, access to their computers, their files. They're losing their jobs daily because stuff is happening. Most of these things are because something didn't go right. They didn't use the seven ideas I just gave you. Those seven things are not everything, but they are key. Do all those things all the time. If your company's not doing all those things, get them to do it. Talk to them or call me and I'll have them do it. The phone. You getting robo robocalls? I'm getting robocalls. Those are happening all the time. More than 50% of phone calls right now are robocalls. They're scams. Don't press one. Don't talk to them. Just hang up. And if you get call after call after call, write down the phone numbers, tell the FTC, or don't. But just don't engage with these people. Email phishing attacks. These are emails that are sent to you to try and steal your information. There's a lot of COVID-19 emails going around right now. There are IRS tax scams going on right now. And you got to ignore emails that you weren't expecting. You get an email that you weren't expecting that says, click on this, find the information some other way. Call your bank, call the IRS, call your friend and say, did you really send me this thing? Do I really need to click on this? Okay, I'm already over time. You are not alone. You're not alone. I just talked really fast for 15 minutes. You're not alone. I wouldn't do this if I didn't care. 
We all need to be safe. All right. That's it for this episode. I am going to continue for a few more minutes to talk about some organizations that are doing wonderfully by women and how to support some women here in the Portland metropolitan area. I hope you'll keep listening. If not, I'll see you with episode three in just a couple days. So we've got friends who own and operate P's and Q's market in North Portland. This is a woman-owned business. The people who run it and are employed by P's and Q's are amazing. They found a way to sell groceries and food up there at the curb. Go online to peasandqsmarket.com. You make your order. You call in for the restaurant order. You show up, tell them you're there. They walk out your stuff and you go home. Companies like this are doing well. If you've got a company that can operate like this, you should be doing it. If you can't, well, I'm going to talk about another business. Thatcher's Coffee, run by an amazing woman in Vancouver, Washington, with an all-female staff. They're incredible. They make great coffee. They've got wonderful, wonderful food. And the best thing, they love doing what they do. They help the community. They give back to the community. And now it's our time to give back to them. If you go over to Rose Lion Coffee and buy Thatcher's Blend, which I just did, I just bought a couple bags, supposed to be here I think Wednesday or Thursday, they give 100% of the proceeds to Thatcher's Coffee, who can then give some money back to their employees while their stores are closed. This is another way to support women in our community. Finally, Rose Haven in Portland. It's a day shelter, especially for women and children and uh, people who don't fit into a gender mold. They helped 503 people in March with so many resources closed. They helped these people with food, showers, resources. They're doing it. They're showing up every day. A woman showed up to the doorstep of Rose Haven who was fleeing an abusive situation. They opened the doors, let her in, and helped her out. There's a lot of people hurting out there. You might be in that group. I hope not. But if you are, you're not alone. There are resources. There's resources like Rose Haven. If you've lost your home and somehow are listening to this, or you know someone who's lost their home and needs resources, Rose Haven is there in Portland. Go check them out. Get some help. Thatcher's Coffee. Helping support our community. Now we can help them in P's and Q's market. Get some really wonderful food and know that you're supporting even more people. And all the vendors who are providing the food to P's and Q's, of course, they're buying, you know. Everything we do, everything we buy is helping somebody. Think about who that is. Buy locally. Help out our community. Keep each other safe. I'll be here again in another couple days. Until then, if you go to mozu.info, M-O-Z-U dot I-N-F-O, you can communicate with me there. I'm also on Instagram, a few other places. Love to see you. Love to talk to you. 
Until then, bye-bye.